Welcome to the ServiceNow Healthcare Podcast. We hope you're enjoying Knowledge 20 Digital Experience. My name is Christopher Killian. I'm a senior manager on our healthcare consulting team here at ServiceNow. And uh, we have a great story today from Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. It's an innovation story about employee exposure during uh, tracking during COVID-19. I'm joined by Neil Gomes. He's the Chief Digital Officer and Senior Vice President for Technology Innovation and Consumer Experiences. We'll also have Jeff Courier, an advisory solution consultant here at ServiceNow joining us as Jeff was supporting uh, TJUH during this innovation experience. So with that said, let's get started. Neil, give us a chance to get to know you and tell us a little bit about Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. Sure, thank you. And thanks for having me here. I'm Neil Gomes. I'm the Chief Digital Officer and Executive Vice President for Technology Innovation and Consumer Experience at Thomas Jefferson University and Jefferson Health, uh, which includes the TJU Hospital. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my team and uh, what we do. We uh, were set up about uh, six years ago uh, to enable the institution to access value at the confluence of technology, innovation, and consumer experience. We felt like uh, th this was true for several industries, as you see, uh, you know, when you look at retail and when you look at uh, entertainment and you look at companies like Amazon and Netflix, uh, who access tremendous value at the confluence of a very, very uh, focused um, attention um, to uh, consumer experience and consumer needs first, and then uh, using technology to access that value. You know, so that's what we wanted to do for healthcare and education. We are also an educational institution. And so we set up this team uh, that uses not just technology, but also human-centered design, uh, great platforms like ServiceNow. Uh, we have great team members that uh, have a very, uh, a very central mission to serve other people. Um, and uh, just as we do across the hospitals and in the uh, clinical as well as academic areas, and we focus our attentions first on what our patients, our students, our uh, internal consumers also want. And only then do we apply technology after we find the real problem to solve uh, in a specific area. Uh, then only do we apply technology if needed. Sometimes we just build a design solution or a human solution or a process solution. And, uh, and so the, uh, the, the kind of work we do is a very wide array of uh, uh, areas, but uh, mostly using technology, design, and digital learning to solve problems within a hospital, uh, medical, and uh, educational environment. Wow. Clearly, uh, Thomas Jefferson University Health is, uh, is taking a, a, a kind of a human approach, as you said, human-centric. That's amazing. Looking forward to hearing more about how that was applied in some of the uh, use cases that we're going to discuss. Let's go to Jeff Courier. And Jeff, if you don't mind, take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit about your, your experience and background with Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. All right. Thank you, Chris. Like you said, my name is Jeff Courier. I've been a ServiceNow consultant for about two and a half years, working as a solution consultant in eastern Pennsylvania, covering Delaware and Maryland as well, so particularly focusing on healthcare and government accounts. My role is to work with customers like Jefferson to ensure their update on the information about our solution and our latest technology. I want to make sure that they understand what other customers are doing and how they're taking advantage of the functionality that ServiceNow provides and if they're getting the most out of their ServiceNow experience and getting the maximum value in their investment in ServiceNow. In this particular case, I've been working with Jefferson for the last two years or so, and it's been a privilege to work with um, their great staff and, and people like Neil. 
Yeah, what a what a great system for you to be able to engage with. So again, looking forward to some of the color you'll be adding during our conversation today. So Neil, let's jump right into it. You know, kind of the the problem statement, the challenge, right? So you, we we see that the 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 novel coronavirus begins to spread uh, earlier this this year. So cases are starting to be documented in the Philadelphia area, and you guys need to respond, right? You there has to be a way to respond and ultimately prepare patients. You talked about you know always being prepared with students, patients, uh, as well as the surrounding community. So take us through that journey. How did you begin to prepare to respond? And then secondly, you know what was taken into the consideration about the health of the staff, not kind of you know having having the unknowns. How are you going to prepare for that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we were expecting uh, some disruption from the another coronavirus, not to the extent that we ultimately saw, but uh, we certainly were expecting it. So early on, uh, we ramped up our work from home systems, our video conferencing systems, um, did all of that uh, because we knew that people would have to work from home. Um, and then um, at least a good percentage of our people would have to work from home. But then as um, this really hit us in the Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area, uh, we, uh, we got a lot of requests from people asking us to build solutions uh, since we are a group that builds custom solutions and builds on top of platforms. Uh, many times we get requests that come into us um, at the uh, at the end of uh, a deadline kind of, you know, for something to be done very quickly. And, and that's when we rely on platforms because, you know, you can't build custom solutions when the solution has to be built in a week or two weeks. And we're used to doing this. Uh, we've created such applications before. And so the first one that came to us was um, on the employee exposure and being able to track employee exposure to the uh, coronavirus. And um, and this was so that we could manage uh, the information uh, so that HR and another uh, group within our organization called the JOHN, or the Jefferson Occupational uh, Health Network, that they could uh, start monitoring and working with the folks that might have been exposed. And by exposure, I mean, it could even be as simple as you were in the same, uh, on the same floor of a building when let's say a patient who might uh, have or was found to have the coronavirus uh, came in to uh, the hospital, right? So that could be considered an exposure. So there are different levels, you know, that you could be treating that person, you didn't know, um, but there are very different levels. And, and so, HR would get the information, put it into the system that we designed for them. Uh, they would that would then trigger a response into um, the uh, JOHN, and then they would follow up with the employee, collect a lot of information, and then the system would start from that day onwards for about 14 days. Uh, twice a day would send out a self-reported survey to these employees so that they could. Uh, submit data like temperature and uh, if their symptoms, if they have symptoms have worsened or if they've gone away. And then the system has BI in the back end uh, that uh, tells uh, using the analytics dashboards and service now that tells the folks in the JOHN and HR and administrators, leadership, um, how we're doing in terms of managing these uh, employees, uh, potential exposure, uh, it would even tell them, okay, when are people coming back? So if we need them uh, to serve patients, we'd know that. Um, so so this was really well managed. They liked it. 
uh, and uh, it was de delivered in about one and a half week. Uh, we built it in about a week and uh, five days, and then uh, uh, we did some testing and then uh, initial deployment. And now it's in active use. Uh, and we've had thousands of people go through this and be managed through this. Um, then we also built several other solutions also on the ServiceNow platform. Uh, so another, yeah, another solution we built uh, was uh, we started out this fund. We knew that a lot of our employees would need uh, some assistance through this, uh, through this crisis, uh, both for their families as well as for themselves, some of whom were, had to now start working longer shifts, uh, and so they needed daycare at home. Um, we had to make sure that they had uh, uh, some, some kind of extra money in their pockets. And so we set up this fund called the uh, Jefferson Better Together COVID-19 Fund. And, um, and we thought we'll collect about a million dollars that the institution would match another million. And, uh, and then we ended up collecting more than six and a half million or $6.7 million. Might have gone higher than that now. Um, and so uh, we, we, once we started collecting this money, not after six million, but as we were collecting this money, we had to build the application by which to disperse this money, to allow people to apply and then disperse the money in a, in a managed kind of way to the right people, the people that really needed it. And so that entire solution was also built on ServiceNow in collaboration with uh, the folks from Philanthropy or the Office of Institutional Advancement and Human Resources. And that was extremely successful. Our CEO wanted to uh, give this money out almost as quickly as it was coming in because you know, it's pointless if you give it out later, right? People need it then when they're experiencing these issues. And so uh, we developed that in a week, working closely with our uh, other stakeholders. And, um, and you know, ServiceNow enabled us to, you know, do that along with the staff that we have who are also highly skilled in ServiceNow. Uh, that did it. But these are two of um, the solutions that we built very rapidly. We, we did about 60 projects in this three-month time frame. So it's a lot of, uh, stuff and we've done a lot more also on service now. I will say one last thing, and that is uh, just to um, we love platforms that can connect to other things too and are not just proprietary and say, oh, well, you know, you can only use us, but you have to build everything inside us. Um, service now doesn't do that, so that's a good thing for us. And uh, it enabled us to create this chatbot also for COVID 19 triaging. Uh, that we could, it was a different company that we worked with, but we were able to build that logic and push the results into ServiceNow because all of our appointment scheduling systems are inside of ServiceNow. So we've moved beyond the ITSM uh, kind of uh, implementation of ServiceNow. Um, and so this chatbot submits data through APIs into ServiceNow and then ServiceNow is able to uh, take a person that goes through the screener and, and we and realizes, okay, you're not just a worried well kind of person, but you're a person who really needs to see a doc or needs to get a test or needs to get a, a telehealth appointment. Uh, it then pushes them into the scheduling systems and the schedulers can help them get an appointment very quickly. So, uh, so that's just, uh, that, that's really neat for us because then you don't have to uh, build everything inside one platform. You can connect to different platforms and those synergies uh, really are useful for a system like ours. Uh, unbelievable, Neil. I mean, I was just kind of counting up. There's multiple themes here. 
and and obviously solutions that you your team and, and the collective Jefferson team have provided to that com- that great community. Um, I just want to you know kind of quickly highlight as you covered so many great topics there, but obviously workflows both inside of you know the development team, IT, and the business. You talked about some reporting. You talked about some intelligence. Uh, you talked specifically about the philanthropy app, as well as now a, a third-party integration for chatbot functionality and driving scheduling and telehealth—you know, telehealth presence as well. All of that, I think, comes back to power of platform. I just—would you agree with that? I know at the beginning you said it's not possible, at least it wasn't in your experience, to take you know traditional maybe development and and uh, you know, kind of COTS-based software and, and achieve this. Yes, I think so. I mean, uh, platforms enable uh, you to focus on the creative side of development. You know, uh, most organizations understand the problems they have way better than anyone else, right? Because they are in uh, in the weeds with these problems and they're solving them. They know what the problem is, what potential solutions could be. Um, and so it's better if you spend time thinking about creative ways to solve those problems and then executing on those if it means building a solution then building a solution. You don't want to have your people working on necessarily uh, managing systems and and uh, managing uh, you know upgrades and updates and things like that, which is why we like platform, especially because you know the platform company takes care of a lot of these upgrades, updates, new operating systems, all of that in the back in the back end. And when you go into the cloud with with systems like ServiceNow, then uh, it's even more you get even more liberty to, to to exercise your mind towards building solutions. And then you take a platform like ServiceNow and it's no code, low code kind of authoring system. And now you can even have uh, your a diverse set of your developers. If you have a web developer, you can say, hey, you know, here's a platform you could learn quite quickly, and uh, you can start building, you know, in a few days, and so that's another big plus uh, of of this particular platform. But yes, platforms in general, we have this formula for digital transformation, and it's quite simple: is that you to to get good digital transformation to work for you, you need good people or great people, right? You need uh, that's great teams. Uh, you need great uh, partners, you know, not vendors. You need great partners, and the service now we have a good partner. Um, thanks to Jeff and, and others on the team uh, who, who enable this for us. And then you need good platforms. You absolutely need good platforms. Um, you know, uh, you can't build everything uh, and you shouldn't try to. And especially when you have to build something very quickly, uh, platform is what enables you to do that. Well said. Don't think I have any other comments there. Great segue, though. Uh, Jeff, regarding you know, your support, with Neil and the innovation team there at Thomas Jefferson. Walk, walk us through or share with our audience a bit around um, you know, your, your role and how you, you brought sort of to the forefront capabilities, maybe even just a taste of roadmap to, to help the team understand you know, what, what's maybe some of the possibilities were as they were faced with this pandemic and needing to respond urgently. 
Yeah, it was certainly a challenging time, right? As COVID was starting to go across the Philadelphia area, I started communicating a lot more with my hospital customers, knowing there were lots of challenges they were facing. I wanted to understand what those challenges were. So what were the challenges they had serving their patients? What were the challenges they had keeping their staff healthy, keeping track of where their staff was, and could they get enough staff into the hospitals to serve their patients? And then with the release of our COVID emergency response applications, I wanted to make sure Jefferson understood what those offered and what the pros and cons were there, and then also what they could do with the platform to meet some of the challenges they were facing, like Neil described. So in, in this case, you know, the power of the platform pretty much took over, like you said, Chris, and the culture of innovation that Neil has fostered within his team at Jefferson kind of took some of those ideas, merged that with the challenges they had, and rapidly developed solutions that Neil described. So it was a really interesting time to just watch you know, how they embraced the challenges and rapidly created solutions to meet those challenges and keep their staff healthy through a very, very challenging time. How, great, how cool is it, you know, to be frank here, uh, Neil shares his formula for digital transformation and you kind of hear it repeated again indirectly, right? Great people, great partners, and ultimately a platform to do this on. So really nice to see the synergy there. Neil, another question here. So you you articulated very well about the innovation that you know the Dice team there at Thomas Jefferson responded specifically again in this COVID pandemic. Talk talk to us a little bit about in that rapid response. You talked about the possibilities and the capabilities, but what's been the feeling from the end users, right? So you you talked talked about all those great applications and projects that have been you know kind of quick time to value. I mean, all the way to your CEO saying, "Hey, let's disperse this money and let's disperse it now." As, as, has that resonated as in, wow, my team, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just able to say, yes, we're responding, but I'm able to show we're responding within a matter of days. What's been the perception out there for the non sort of technical crowd? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our solutions are also uh, directed at our own employees. So, you know, we get direct feedback from them. Uh, you know, they always are con- uh, congratulating each other as well as, yeah, and that's great to see too, by the way, not just that they're happy with you. But if, if your system and your solution enable them to succeed and they uh, firmly believe, and it's the truth, that they are the ones who are responsible for that, you've just transformed. You know, there's digital and there's transformation. If you want transformation, the, the people and the processes and the technologies that you're applying this transformation process to, the people especially have to believe that this is their process. This new thing you've built is their process. And you have to, and for them to believe it, it has to be genuine. You have to work with them very closely, find out what they want, what they need, get to the right people to find out what the real problem is, and then they'll be happy. So they've been telling us they're happy, right? They own the thing. So even when we walk away, like we've walked away now from the, from the employee exposure tracker, right? Because we had other projects to do. We couldn't be continuously managing that. So, but they are taking it on. You know, they're doing it. They're, we gave them the right type of training. That's why we have training as a part of our group also. Support, documentation, all of that. And then we walk away and we can be creative on another project and solve another new problem with our process. So, and these platforms. So I think that's very important. From a patient perspective and a student perspective who are end consumers, uh, we've seen a lot of positive response as well as you see it in the, um, the number of lives you touch. Sometimes you don't have the time to get uh, direct responses from people. And uh, in asking for feedback, sometimes you can seem 
uh, like you're not sensitive to the situation. So we do collect feedback at the source, uh, many times through surveys that we deliver, as well as sometimes even one-on-one focus groups and all of that. But of course, with COVID, we couldn't do a lot of some of those things. But uh, surveys, we certainly do at the end of things. But also with that, you have to sometimes uh, be careful because, you know, you don't want to ask a survey at the end of a, a person being screened for COVID, you know, and then uh, and then has to get an appointment uh, because then to the patient, it might seem they're not sensitive enough to what the anxiety that they feel right now because of something that has happened to them. So we are very careful about that. But we see it in the, uh, as patients come in and tell uh, our physicians what they felt, how they liked the process. We see it in, um, you know, surveys that we do when it's right to do them. So yes, very positive. Uh, But I also wanted to state in response to this question of yours, you know, that it's not just, we are not just uh, also satisfying uh, the patients and the students, but it's very important you satisfy your own uh, staff too, and we have some great people that work with us, including our leadership. Uh, you know, our CEO, Dr. Steve Plasco, and, and President CEO, Dr. Steve Plasco, and others are extremely uh, involved in all of this. You know, they want uh, the, the ethos of the companies to put people first, and so they want the technologies to also do that for them, not just for our patients and students. Very important, but also for our own people. Well, well said again, Neil. I love how you you really separated digital and transformation. And transformation is is the people's process. You know, you have to have their buy in. But the the enablement there, the enabler, the path is the digital experience, right? And you have to have a way to provide that digital experience. So, well, well said. I haven't really seen seen that separation before. That's one I'm definitely going to to think through and, and likely likely use in my own talk track just uh, to help others understand sort of the visionary's approach there. So we, we've really come to the end of our time. I did want to provide an opportunity to both Jeff and yourself. If there's any closing thoughts you wanted to share with our audience before we wrap. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say was that the partnership between ServiceNow and Jefferson has really enabled them to be much more proactive in responding to a crisis like this. So there's going to be other crises in the future, and I just hope we can keep this partnership going, keep building on the experience that Jefferson has with ServiceNow and keep being successful. Yeah, I agree, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, the equation for digital transformation has to have partners, great partners, you know, and, and we have a great partner in ServiceNow. We've had for all of this time. Uh, even when I joined Jefferson, I wasn't sure if ServiceNow would be the platform. So I'll admit that, uh, and I'll admit my mistake too initially. And then, um, you know, as the relationship developed, uh, you know, we've seen uh, tremendous things developed on this platform. We've seen great foresight in the investments that ServiceNow has made in terms of where they want to go into the future, machine learning, all of that. And um, and we agree with a lot of those IoT and APIs and uh, everything that has been built into the platform, we feel like is built so that it not just benefits ServiceNow, but it primarily benefits the, the customer first. So for anyone having doubts about, you know, just like me about, oh, is this the right thing to do? Um, you know, I, I'd say uh, try it out, you know, make uh, uh, you, you'll be surprised as well as uh, you'll be very pleased, I think, um, you know, with what a platform like this can do for you. Um, and, and of course, the, the support that you get, the main thing is taking the time to reach out as well as, you know, when, when ServiceNow reaches out to you to respond uh, to it because they bring a lot of solutions um, to our area also, including in the COVID-19 
space. You know, they they told us about other clients and what they're doing, and and that spurred ideas in our minds. And we did the uh, the reverse too, and and uh, uh, and and we even spoke to some people and told them about what we do. So we're very vocal about that, um, and it's important to be that way uh, because then you develop a really really positive relationship and a great partnership that goes both ways uh, with companies like ServiceNow. Well, very kind words from you, Neil. We are proud to have Thomas Jefferson University Hospital as a customer. We appreciate the time that you've taken graciously out of your schedule to share some of your experience with us. And uh, obviously, you're you know being a visionary during uh, not just this pandemic, but just in healthcare and digital transformation. For everyone else that uh, is, is listening to this, we hope this has been helpful as you're evaluating and learning more about ServiceNow and obviously how we're impacting uh, positively the, the healthcare industry. So on behalf of ServiceNow, Neil and Jeff, my name is Christopher. Have a wonderful K20 and uh, we appreciate you listening. Goodbye. <laughs>